Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit, 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 lit. Gaming, Gaming. Gaming. Arena. Arena. For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus, and I am joined by Justin. Hey, everybody. And, uh, no, no frost this week. It uh, seems she died due to any, the coronavirus. But yeah, no, uh, Corona is taking the chronosphere is spreading into this cat too. Yep. It's dangerous out there. Keep yourselves clean. Wash your hands. And let's get to it. Well, welcome to episode 56 of the LGA cast. And you know how we do it here. We open up those game fuels because that's that's what we do here. Tastes like coronavirus. Just surprisingly fruity. Very fruity. Nice bouquet. The legs on that coronavirus. Oh, nutty aftertaste. <laughs> Hints of maple. No. It's leathery. <laughs> all the all the qualities you want in a game fuel. Also on a virus. When I bought these, the guy at the counter said, you know, these don't work, right? And I was like, they don't, huh? He's like, yeah, I've been drinking them forever and they still haven't made me into a good shooter. <laughs> <laughs> a little cashier's humor for you, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, he's out there with like actual guns. <laughs> He's he's actually shooting people up. He's How's drinking he, them game fuels. He prays to Lee Harvey Oswald every day. Oh god. Um, Give me the power. I was and I was just like, you know, I just drink it for the taste. And he said and then he I was, drink it for those sick then, sniper skills. And then 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 came the big reveal. Yeah, I've never actually had one. <laughs> it's, it's even worse. Is that he's been he's he's working on his bits, I guess, is he's that's what liar. he's doing. I mean he's it's He's just doing the comedian thing. You know how like every yeah, comedian. Yeah, but I would have been like, this guy's a phony. I would have family guy. Boo in. this man! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> no, um, you know, you know how like comedians always do that thing. Oh, so the other day I was. You, no, you weren't doing that the other day. That's just the I setup was. for your joke. The setup is, she had man hands. <laughs> you know what was really funny? <laughs> okay, so here's a really fucked up. Okay, so two weeks ago. Or no, like on our last episode, you mentioned man hands. Mm -hmm. The week before that, uh, the GOGP, like the same week we recorded that episode, was when like the week he released episode zero of season two. Episode zero? Yeah, episode zero. Fabled zero. The zero episode zero of season two. And he talked about man hands. He knows what's up. And... All right, and in a little bit, and then Man. yeah, so he talked, and then in episode point, and then he released after that episode point one. <laughs> he knows how to do episodes, you guys. <laughs> so yeah, he released episode point one. He talked about man hands again because he was playing a game, and I can't remember what game it was already, but um, he was just talking about how the character. Oh, he's no, he's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So he calls he's he calls her man hands. And then he played the Seinfeld clip. She had man hands. <laughs> I was like, how surreal is this that we're on the same wavelength with this man hands thing? It's the man hands. <laughs> Fucking man hands. Oh, man. Yeah, he's hilarious, though. Yeah, so I think 
I still don't know, like, if officially if he's coming back, but, like, he says he's with back. The, with point one. Yeah, like, <laughs> episode zero and episode point one, and he says he's already he already has a third episode ep- um, recorded. Um, he says, like, yeah, he's just been shitting him out, I guess, but I look forward to it. I like I like the, his ramblings. I Couldn't like his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Although, in episode zero, he mentioned us, and then he said we're from Minnesota. I'm like, we're a lot closer to you than Minnesota. Is that a threat? <laughs> Wait, that a threat? I'm a lot closer we're to you than Minnesota. For, we're coming for you, you, you Mario wrong pronouncing son of a bitch. <laughs> you Mario son of a bitch. Oh god. Oh god, I was I was in the chronosphere for a he, second. I had to put him down because he, uh, he was a Mario lover. <laughs> um <laughs> It was real, and then the other thing that was funny too is he mentioned how like um, the gamer Scrooge came and uh, uh, <laughs> made everybody mad, um, and he rev- he mentioned specifically how he he upset one one gamer by 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 um, dissing on Earth uh, Earthbound <laughs> because um, Bo from Precisely Podcast Earthbound is his fav- all time favorite game. I mean, I really love Earthbound, but yeah. but yeah. So he was he was dissing on Earth. Dunking on it. He was dunking on Earthbound. And <laughs> I guess it, it must have made Bo really mad or something, or it was just a bit. But it was it was really it was just funny how he. It's almost like you have to be in the circle to know, I guess. But, um, but yeah, the GOGP show is back, and uh, I'm gonna try to get him on the show, talk to him, talk about his games, talk about where he's been, um. Pontificate. (laughs) It's been to Minnesota, hunting us down, I guess, in the wrong state. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Um, wondering where the gamer Scrooge went. Um, How he's dealing with all that um, gamer Scrooge bathwater he's stocked up in his house. Yeah, how's how's gamer Scrooge handling the COVID nineteen? Well, he's he disappeared. We don't know where he went. So he's like, where, where in the he's world? In a battle bunker. It's like, where, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where, where in the world is Gamer Scrooge? He's gone. He's like a he's, ghost. I think he's in Paris. <laughs> he's in Paris. Patty. He's in Paris, sampling the finest of the, gamer the, wine. The, the finest ga- gamer bathwater. The Bottled hints of him. hints of Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes best with a baguette. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> God fucking damn it. Oh boy. Okay, yeah. So we now that we've gotten all that stuff out of the way, we're like twenty minutes into the podcast now. Um so I guess I'll just get mine out of the way because I didn't really play. Yeah, what did you all I, do, play? See? So I got I got two. I played more from the deaths. Um just building ships, having fun building ships. My ships all suck and they sink and die in battle so i mean i'm bad at this game apparently getting the shit beat out of me by like the entry level ai i'm building metal ships and i'm getting sunk by wooden ships yeah because i suck at this game (laughs) but just like you would suck at real warfare yeah yeah well i mean even like in the early levels of this um there is like one of like the standard ships that people test against i can't remember i think it's called the marauder um, but it is a wooden ship, but in the middle of the ship is, it's, it's, it's a wooden ship built around a giant cannon. It's a good idea. So it's like a rail gun. Like, you know how like rail guns are like in concept, they don't move. 
mm-hmm. they're just kind of like they're like it like in a sense of like an orbital rail gun it's like it just points down all the time it's like this is just like a a cannon that only shoots in one direction the whole ship has to like pivot <laughs> to to shoot but the cannon is the length of the entire fucking ship <laughs> and it's just a ship built around this so like you you just have like when you look at the ship you see like the end of the cannon just sticking out barely and then like if you like were to like disassemble the ship like it's the whole thing is just a cannon this is a floating fucking cannon and when it shoots you it just blows giant holes in your ship <laughs> it's what it does it does its job but the thing is made out of wood and it destroys me every fucking time <laughs> it's ridiculous you can't get away from the thing but yeah, so that's the state of affairs for uh uh from the deaths for me. Otherwise, um I'm still trying to get through stuff on my Xbox so I can free up some space um and doing a very poor job because I just started after party. <laughs> I haven't finished the other games that I'm playing, but I started after so party. So on the tutorial type stuff for after party probably. A little bit. I just got to I just got to the part where I got my like my sentence for like oh or not sentence, but like the they were going to like give me my punishment, but like they closed up for shop for the night. So yeah. And then you have your, uh, I met like the demon, demon? the demon your, taxi driver. Yeah. I yeah. just met, I met and then her. You go to, you're on your way to the party. Yeah. So that's like where is, I'm at now, which I've I just, done that party. And then I didn't get much beyond that. Cause it, it, it you kind of have to have a, like, did you play their other game? Oxen free. I, I didn't play oxen free, but it just, Oxen free seems more up my alley than this. I don't know. This seems the thing. It like, didn't grab me. So what didn't grab you about it? Uh, just I mean, the I don't care about the characters. They just seem very shallow. Hmm. I just the thing about I guess like this developer style is, uh, stuff is very slow moving. Because I just don't like like from the get go. I didn't like Milo and I forget the other character's name. Oh shit! I forgot uh, because it's definitely been a while for me. But my, yeah, I, d- I just did not give a fuck about either of these characters and like their <laughs> plight. Yeah, they don't really introduce them really well because they just drop you into like a college party. Well, and even and at the like, party, they seem like douchebags. Yeah, because they're like, we don't want to be here. It's like, well, then why are you there? I don't. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, obviously, they're at that point. You're already you're dead already. So it's just yeah. I don't. I. I I still don't know how I feel about it yet because I haven't gotten too far into it. But like these, the style of these games are very slow. There's a lot of like, it's all dialogue. The game, it's dialogue, the game. And the thing that I always find difficult, especially like with oxen free is knowing when to answer because sometimes like you get like additional details, like if you don't answer right away, but then sometimes like your answers go away if you don't answer fast enough. So it's always yeah, like, this has yeah. that, but with, different drinks will give you different dialogue options and oh yeah see i i experienced that a little bit like where i was like i was just getting drunk at that party just like downing entire like glasses at a time but then it was like it was never clear on like when you could get a refill so it's like someone's talking and i'm like afraid to like go and get a refill because i'm afraid it will cut off their dialogue by me going to get a refill but then if i if i don't get a refill then like it ought to it pushes me to the next segment it's like well great you're not gonna get a refill and i don't know you're since you're playing this on the xbox uh one x i don't does it does it have performance issues it it kind of seems stammery when i was playing it i haven't noticed any issues like maybe it's been patched like since then because i played it like when it came out but i was just on the 
Xbox One S and playing it on Game Pass, and it was kind of chunky. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't noticed any um any stammering or stuttering with it. Um, I guess I'll I'll keep an eye on that when I'm playing in the future. See if I, so I can report I mean, back it, on that. It's just one of those things with a game that looks that particular way, which it is 3D. It's just kind of a weird 3D that. Yeah, it's like a weird 3D. Look, it's like a flat 3D. But you you wouldn't expect performance issues from something like that. But I mean, same can be said about something like uh, Zelda: yeah. Link's Awakening, where it had performance issues on the Switch, where it was like, yeah, but, usually but stuff why? like that always <laughs> ends up being like particle effects and stuff like that, where. Or even like looking at something like a Minecraft, like this, it's all pixels. Why does it perform like crap? Well, because it wasn't built well. That's why. I mean, just in some cases, it's like it, like in Link's Awakening, it wasn't super problematic for me because it would it never affected the gameplay. But in something like that, it would like kind of lag in ways that made me yeah like there there's not a lot of gameplay in the first place because it's a lot of walking from places and talking to people yeah uh so when it had performance issues it was like I mean, come like, on. does this really need performance <laughs> issues yeah you're, there's nothing like really too like involved with the game um yeah it just kind of bothered me but i think and and from what i recall and i think actually i played oxen free on the playstation 4 um that one definitely had some stuttering issues on the playstation 4 whenever there'd be like weird effects on the screen, like a rift would open or something. And it would, yeah, just... I mean, I, I also don't know enough about games to know why exactly specifically. Sometimes that stuff would happen, but I would almost think like when something like that happens, it might just be because it's like having to instantaneously open up like a whole new different world at yeah, the same but, time. Yeah, I mean, it, it becomes like, and granted, I know there's like a literal miles between these two, but when you look at something like that, having performance issues compared to something like doom yeah which runs like really smooth yeah it kind of becomes i think a lot like, of that too but, also but comes why? down to like what <laughs> engine too like sometimes certain engines work better for certain things so like yeah. if you program for a certain engine but then certain things that you want to do with the game are outside the scope of said engine and then it causes issues but uh yeah i don't know i'm didn't get too far into it but then hopefully i can finish it up and get it off my xbox hard drive because i like a game like this i'd feel bad if i deleted it without like playing it i mean that's how i felt about it but i just couldn't get into it yeah i guess we'll i'm not sure i mean i like i said i didn't play too much into it i really liked oxen free um so we'll see how much i like this one oxen free like really made me feel unsettled by the end of it though it was that seems to be their thing it it sounds like this also gets kind of depressing when you think about it. Yeah. See, it wasn't like, yeah. But I don't want to. I know some spoilery stuff no. from some of the podcasts I've listened to, but. Yeah, Oxenfree was just like really like surreal in a way. There's just some. It made me feel like creeped out. And for some reason, I don't know what it was about it. Hmm. But I was just like, after I played, I was like, man, I feel really unsettled by this game right now. And I don't really even particularly know why. But yeah, I would. I would rec- if. I'd recommend checking out Oxen Free if you ever get the I mean, chance. I I own Oxen Free. I just oh, haven't you? played it. If you ever get the time, I don't think you will. Like after this week, so it, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's, it's maybe unf- in twenty twenty one you'll have time. It's unfortunate, just like a lot of games just forever get put on the back burner and just yeah. like it's oh, like yeah, I, I wish I could get countless that, games. But... Like and the, and the sucky thing is like 
I have all these games on the back burner that I'm trying to get to. And I still go back and play like the same games just because it's like, I yeah, can swear I can with me. It's the one game I didn't play is apparently the best game ever. Which one is that? Just, I mean, just for everybody. Oh yeah. It'll be, I'll, I could play like nearly an entire franchise and they'll be like, Oh, you didn't play this one. That's the best one. <laughs> oh and yeah. Like, like final fantasy. Like, huh, don't know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. For like, I always end up going to like, Oh yeah, I'll play rocket league. And frost was like, do you like, you haven't played rocket league in a while. Can we move, take it off the Xbox? And I was like, no, never take rocket, rocket league. Off rocket it. league stays. That gets a permanent pass on the Xbox. Cause if I'm ever in the mood, I want to play rocket league. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but then like, I go back, obviously I go back to Minecraft all the time. I'll, I hop in the Terraria every once in a while. Um, I play X3, Albion, Prelude. That's an easy one for me to just jump into and just play some dumb ship combat game in space. This, this is always like, there's always like my, like my old standby games. That I always just like, Comfort if I'm food. Yeah. It's just, I hop into them and it's like, I, and it sucks. It's, it's good and bad because like, I always have like these games that I love to go back to and, I always play like I mean another one like SimCity Four like I fucking love SimCity Four I could play that a lot and still go back to it years later and still play it but then like there's all these other games that I haven't played that I know are good I have them in my list and it's just I never play them so it's terrible. <laughs> That's how it is. That's why I'm saying just someone come give me the coronavirus and then I can just <laughs> stay home and play video games. Frost would hate me. <laughs> like you you did this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you were licking door handles and <laughs> yeah i was licking the walls in muslim temples oh get me sick please <laughs> yeah but uh anyway that is what i've been playing what uh what do you what do you what have you been doing here you've been busy I, i've played a metric shit ton of stuff but uh where do you want to begin just from the beginning yeah let's just go in chronological in um i checked out uh sonic uh sonic is it forces I think so. The newest one. I the one believe, that gave away for free. I believe so. Um, yeah, I checked out the uh, Build Your Own Sonic that they gave away on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> uh, which I'm pretty sure is Sonic Forces, but I'm going to make double sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, indeed. People, it is Sonic did, you make, Forces. did you make a horrific looking Sonic? Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> the the creative character stuff is like the shallowest. It's like the most disappointing thing. It's It'll be like basically like pick your head shape so it'll be like they got dog wolf rabbit bird hedgehog yeah uh i can't help but think there's another one but anyway it's got like those ones and then it's just like pick your color and then you like pick, pick a color it's just like your whole body's that color and then the like you, you have like your, your little skin i guess because there's a skin option so you have your like mouth area and but you don't get to pick like the color of your gloves really and any of that stuff or your shoes. Yeah. But eventually once you're playing the game, you do get accessories that you can change that stuff, but you can't like change the colors of it. You just like have to hope you get something you like, which is kind of dumb. Yeah. And I mean, the game's just it. I think it's the ultimate signifier of like jumped the shark because <laughs> it's that's uh, not good. <laughs> like from you, you play a Sonic at first and then it's like, you're Sonic. And then he gets Dr. Eggman's like, I got a plan so evil to defeat Sonic like like he does. And uh, he beats up Sonic. But it's it's uh, Sonic gets jumped by like every Sonic villain ever. 
So like chaos is there, shadows there, so metal his, sonics there. His plan was to assemble uh, the Sonic Legion of Doom. Yeah, basically, and and that's why I was like, it's like the ultimate jumping the shark because it's like from the pitch, like it sounds good on paper to be like, what if every yeah. Sonic villain was there, and and plus a new guy. <laughs> plus a new guy plus pants and, and then and then your bullshit create a character and then what if your create a sonic save sonic <laughs> yeah oh, that is a shitty that is a shitty plot line it i mean it, it's just i it, the gameplay is like doing this weird like Sonic's been doing this for a while, I guess, but it, it kind of like transitions from like a 3D thing to a 2D thing. But the levels just don't feel well designed. Like there's just no care in it. And like, I don't know, it's just got no heart. It just feels, I think that could describe a lot of Sonic games. Yeah, this just feels like the most like once again on paper. I th- I think on paper, this is like a Sonic fan's wet dream. Like <laughs> being like you get to make your own Sonic character. Like that's I think that's inherently a good idea. If it was done right. Then it turns into, you can make your own Sonic waifu. I mean, well, it was just done. <laughs> I mean, it just was done real cheap because it's just like, pick your head and pick your color. Like, it, and you have like three hairstyles. That's it. You have the Sonic hairstyle. You have the Tails hairstyle. I, it is. <laughs> you have just, the Knuckles hairstyle. God, no. It, it's even worse than that. <laughs> it is just like the bare minimumist of like design things that you can do like if, if this was more like build your sonic but it's as in-depth as as dragon's dogma character creator it would have been good i mean you don't even get a name your hedgehog oh really or whatever you are oh god and you can change yourself whenever you want which is like that's fine that's cool but i don't know it just the gameplay is like so shallow and like the game is not challenging whatsoever it just is it's such a nothing game I don't know. It, yeah. it reminds me of uh, Kirby had this issue for a while. Like some of the Kirby games where it was like, it, or I, I guess a better uh, comparison is some of the Yoshi games where they, uh, they are so unchallenging and like uninspired and uninteresting that it, it I might as well not even be playing it because <laughs> it, it just like nothing's happening. Like run through the level. No, basically nobody's going to get in your way. Nobody's nothing's going to challenge you. And Ugh. it's it's like none of the platforming's interesting or fun. <laughs> Beat yeah, these bosses so with super obvious patterns. Um. So yeah, I mean it. Like like I said, I they gave this away from PlayStation Plus, so it's whatever. I I wanted to make my own dumb Sonic character, and I got to do that. Uh, not the way I wanted to, but you know it's there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Check that out. Then I checked out The Sims. I popped into that real quick. They gave away Sims Four on PS Plus. Uh, pretty recently as well and i just wanted oh, yeah. to pop in that and make my dumb character and do that and yeah i mean just like i i knew it would be but sims is like not made for consoles it's just like not <laughs> and yet if, they like, keep trying to do it every every time if that's your only way to play sims fine but boy is it hard to control on there it's just really oh, i'm sure it is not made for controllers i bet there wait it's a it's a lot of like using the analog stick to as move a, a cursor, cursor. Yep. yeah i hate that's the worst. Yeah, it, it's just not intuitive at all in how it controls. And like, I don't know. It also made me be like, it, it made me have a moment of like, was Sims ever good type moments? But <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, Sims is, I'm also like, yes, Sims is still is still good. Arguably, it's better than it's been in ever. But it's like, 
I don't know. It seems is a lot of work. It's a lot. Yeah. You got to spend a lot of time making characters and like being dedicated to it. And yes. console is just not a place to do that. Um, but you know, I just figured I'd pop in there at least like, you know, I downloaded it. I figured I'd pop in, play it for 10 seconds before I delete it. Yeah. But I, God, I can't believe how many expansions there are for that thing. There's a lot of stuff packs. I mean, and, well, they're charging like for the expansion stuff. It's like 40 bucks a pop. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I was like, holy shit. Like, granted, if you bought like all this stuff as it came out, it probably doesn't seem that bad. But I was like, oh, my God, if you owned all this shit, it's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I know there's and there's like YouTubers crazy. out there that review every single one, too. So it's like, man, you've spent a lot of money on The Sims over the years. People are passionate about The Sims. People yeah. Who like The Sims really like The Sims. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think it's there's a lot you can do with The Sims and a lot you can do with The Sims. It's just console is not the place to do it yep and i mean that it's always been that way i just i'm reaffirming indeed that yeah <laughs> from them giving out for free but anyway i did play more than just that i uh so so i had i'll do this in order but it, it, it this will be a weird way of doing it but then i i i finished up ori I, ori in the blind forest yeah um that was something i played through this i played through over the weekend to try and get through it before the new one came out which i did play the new one but i'll get to that later because i want to do this in order of how i played things uh but yeah i was playing through that that game's good um the reason i hesitate there a little bit is i i thought i would like this game more than i did oh really and it's a little bit slow i think the back two like if you break this game into thirds, the back two thirds are way better than the first third. The first third's a little rough. And I know uh, uh, Frost played quite a bit of this game. I don't know how much you watched of her play it, but it the first section is like slow because you don't have mobility. It, yeah. It's like you have to unlock the double jump. You have to unlock like wall climbing. Um, even the counter that you have where you can like grab projectiles and throw them to propel yourself which becomes like a cornerstone of the whole game like you you need to do that all the fucking time yeah it's how you navigate like almost all the train but yeah it's like that's all stuff you unlock which is just navigatorial like getting around the map type shit which prevents you from really exploring which is kind of detrimental and especially like early in the game like here's i guess my comparison is rayman origins you have to unlock like certain power-ups, which give you a lot of mobility things like a double jump and whatnot. Yeah. Rayman Legends just gives you all that shit from the get-go. So you get to just start the game which with is, maximum fun. Which is why, yeah, I'm like precisely why Rayman Legends is better than Origins. I still think both are great games and both you kind of kind of serve different purposes, but led like Legends was smart about being like, what if you what if we just started you with all the shit that makes this fun? And like I said, it, I that was some of my key issues being like like double jump, for example. Like, how would letting me start with double jump impede the game? Like, I get that they wanted to gate some content, but they could have done that in other ways than barring me from having double jump or the uh, counter jump yeah. thing they from the start. They could give you a triple jump, no. Um, it's like, I, that's and that's always been like a thing that I wondered about about games with sequels where you're unlocking abilities where suddenly in the sequel it's like how did I unlearn all this shit that I learned in the first well, game? Well, that was the classic uh, Metroid thing of you crash landed and lost all your shit. <laughs> you gotta uh, go find all your. I, I mean, have amnesia at least, again. At least in that aspect, where like if you if you lost like pieces of yourself and you have to go find it, then the, at least they can work it in that way. But where it's just like. 
you arbitrarily unlock something halfway through the game. It's like, why did I unlearn? This is dumb. Yeah, but I mean, in in the case of Ori, obviously you're learning it the first time. And like, but like I said, it, it's a little too much that you don't start with. And I mean, you do get stuff fairly quickly, but the game is only about eight ish hours. I think I I did it in like seven hours, yeah, or so, like seven fifty, seven hours and fifty minutes, but. It the back half is like I had the most fun when the game was more challenging, like when the game had really complex puzzles, Um, though there and this isn't like this is kind of one of them double edged swords. And I, once again, I don't know how far Frost got in the game, but there's a uh, one of the kind of like challenge things. Uh, It's like this frosty area. It It's the like Temple of Wind, basically area. But you you have a little sphere that you have to carry and it kind of makes gravity kind of different. So you can like walk up walls. Um, and this is where I found myself dying the most is because <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't like roll out. Like I applaud it for this, for not explaining things really. And just having like you figure it out through like natural, like trial and error. But usually games that do that well have kind of like smaller things that hint at like what you're supposed to do that then you're, you're supposed to utilize in more complex ways later. Like Celeste does that really well yeah to be like oh this mechanic works this way and then it's like here's a more complex version of what this is of you using this thing but and then the next screen is here's an impossible (laughs) version of that and that's gonna take you're gonna die a hundred times in this on this spot but but in this i'm supposed Mm. to like carry this orb and i there's like this spike pit and there's like a little block in the middle of it and i realized like oh this makes it so like when i walk up this wall gravity is now like things to my right are now down. So I I walk up this wall and then I jump and then that way I'm falling like to the right and I can land on this block. Yeah. Okay. But then I didn't know where to go from there for like a good like five, 10 minutes. I just kept dying, like throwing myself into spikes. Like I was like, I don't know where the (laughs) fuck to go. You apparently on the block, you can walk all the way around it. So it was like, oh, you're supposed to walk around it in a, like it took me a while to figure this out, but you're supposed to walk around it to make another direction down. So then you can fall to the left and land on oh. another block that's on your left, which took me a real long time to figure out. Uh, but it, it, which once again, this is not a heavy knock against the game, but it was a, a moment of like, I do wish I like, I applaud them for trying to do the whole environmental learning thing. I just felt in this particular area, it was like a little bit rough with how the rules worked and didn't like gradually ramp me enough into that. And that's the only time you use this. There is no point in the game where you use this weird wall walk thing <laughs> or gravity thing. It's only in this temple area. <laughs> it's weird. Um, but yeah, I, I still think when the game, like especially the the last temple you do and you're in this magma area and it has a lot of real complex like uh, jumping stuff is when the, I was having the most fun with the game. Um, and, and this game is like, I don't know, it feels like it's constantly at odds with itself in a weird way because the uh, it kind of wants you to do combat, which the combat is real shallow. I'm sure you saw where it is like either you're getting projectiles tossed at you, which you can counter and throw back at the enemies in a way, or you can use your little light orb and blast them with it and it feels like it wants you to do that a lot but then it also is like this is mostly a platforming game like there are like any of the boss fights in it are really just like you running and doing quick platforming stuff like it is yeah a platforming game at its core but sometimes it is like we want to do the combat stuff and be more like a uh metroidvania and i couldn't help but think like man you know what improve this game it is boss fights <laughs> yeah because it would break up the monotony of all the platforming but they just never had it uh but anyway so i'll just talk about that real quick that that's kind of ori is i i think it's great it's it's 
it's less than perfect. I'm surprised people liked it as much as they did because I think there's other platforming games that are just as good as Ori. I mean, Ori is beautiful. It's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. And like the, the when Ori's good, it's really good. But when it's sluggish in the beginning, it's kind of dry and stale and it's a bit of a slog for the first two hours. Yeah. I would say. But anyway, it's fine. But then I played a game uh, called... Uh, I needed kind of a, a game between because Ori 2 wasn't out yet. So I uh, downloaded Murder by Numbers. Have you heard of this game? Uh, No, <laughs> I haven't. Murder by Numbers. It's it's on uh, Steam and it's also on Switch, uh, which I, I got it on Switch. It's a $15 uh, indie game, but it is a, uh, a visual novel of like a murder mystery. But you do uh, Pacross. Huh. So that's actually really funny like that you bring up a murder mystery game because on Twitter recently, I asked, how do you, or how do I turn true crime fans into video or true crime podcast fans into video game podcast fans? With Pacross. No. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people are like, review <laughs> LA Noir, play, <laughs> Just play noir games. Only noir games. Someone mi- mentioned, um, now I can't, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but we did a review of it on the GG feed. Um, um, uh, Return of the Oberdin. Yeah, probably Return of the Oberdin. They said play that. That one looks like a good one. You should review it that. I was one. like, and I was just like, I was like, actually, that was the first review we ever did on the GG feed. You should check that out. <laughs> I highly recommend checking that out. The um, game and the review. I mean, it's yeah. it's phenomenal game. Uh, so that, that's funny. But Murder by Numbers. It's a uh, so it is mostly a visual novel. It's. I've never done Pacross. I've known about Pacross, but I've never done it. Have you ever done a Pacross? Uh-uh. It's like Sudoku um, is the best way to describe it, I guess. But you'll have like a grid with numbers on the sides. Uh, like So hypothetically, there'll be like a 10. Yeah. And that means 10 of the squares within the area are filled in like within that row that the 10 is on okay and then there'll be the numbers like for the columns that will correspond so it's like a puzzle that you have to figure out like which ones are filled in and there's various methods to like try and like puzzle your way of what it is and then it'll it'll gradually like start to make a picture and then you'll maybe know what it is i've honestly i'm like they're so pixely that i'm like i don't know (laughs) and then it'll be like yeah it was like a fingerprint and you're like guess that's a fingerprint i don't fucking know it's just a bunch of pixels to me surprise Uh, you're actually just making your own uh word cross and now you have to solve the words (laughs) oh geez (laughs) but the plot is which this is really fucking bizarre but it takes place in the 90s you're a character named honor who is on a at the very beginning of the game you're on a tv show that uh is also you're you're solving crimes on a tv show yeah but then you get fired from the TV show. <laughs> Look, little spoiler there. That happens in like the first like five minutes of the game. Um, and then a murder happens. Yeah. And you're in the parking lot and you run into a robot named Scout. And Scout is a really adorable looking like analog robot with like a old school ass CRT monitor for a head. <laughs> nice. Um, and and uh, Scout can't really remember his past, but he's he he can scan areas and find clues so he finds the pacross stuff <laughs> basic basically but yeah you're you played a detective on a tv show but now you're being a real detective is basically you're trying to figure out who murdered this person at least in the first case i thought this game was going to be kind of short i've played it probably 10 or so hours maybe more yeah and i've just finished the first case there's four cases so it's going to be a while <laughs> uh but man i i i'm really digging the pacross but there also is a, uh, um, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of representation in games and 
There's a gay character who is very well written. He he has a line in the game where like because you're you're kind of questioning all these people and the the guy who was murdered was bludgeoned to death and you're kind of questioning him and he's just like he he's just like bludgeoning somebody to death. That's such a straight thing to do. <laughs> like and I'm just like man, he's like really well written as far as gay characters go. So yeah, I, he and his name is uh, Casey. Um, but yeah, it's it's been more fun than I expected. But it was. And it may still be, but it it was only like thirteen. It was you know ten percent off for some of these new indie games when they like first release. So it was like thirteen seventy five or something like that. But instead of the full fifteen, but it seems worth it. It the art's really good and like Picross is fun enough that I, I I'm I'm chill just watching TV, solving Picross, and then like reading its stuff in between, doing the visual novel stuff. Um, yeah, but that that game's better than I thought it would be, but I was itching for something to play on Switch in the meantime after I finished Ori because uh, I thought Ori would take me a little longer than it did. Uh, anyway, then I played Ori 2. Uh, <laughs> Will of the Wisp. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, I I was going to play this yesterday, but then I fell asleep. You got to check it out. I know. I, it is a lot more... If I'm probably you, not going to play through the first game. So. I, know, I know you're not, but if anyone is a fan of Hollow Knight, check this out. It is a lot like Hollow Knight. And I mean, like... Well, see, we I, can't say I'm a, I can't say I'm not a fan of Hollow Knight because I've never played Hollow Knight. Like, and I guess... What, so this would be a good game for our, our friend from Australia, Jamie. Yes, for sure. Jamie needs to check this out. Um, Which I don't know if he... Like and it is on to us anymore, it is on PC. It's on it's on PC and it's on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, definitely check this out. Even if you haven't played the first Ori, I recommend checking this out. It is very different from the first Ori. It yeah. is more yeah, I'm combat not gonna, focused. I'm which, not going to bother with the first one. I'm just going to jump into the new one. I think you're fine doing that. It it is much more combat focused, which I know turned away some people. I think it's fine. I think that's actually like good because, like I said, uh, out the gate like less than an hour in you do have a boss fight so like right away i'm like i'm like okay check check one i was like this game needs boss fights this game's got boss fights the uh you kind of have a kit that you like can rotate between weapons you get kind of like a light sword thing that's your like first weapon you get but you'll get other ones pretty quickly um it rolls out that your kit a lot quicker than the first game did so you you get like a double double jump like right away so once again like step two checked off my list like it it does kind of have a slow opening because i guess they do have to like set up the narrative of like what this is about (laughs) (laughs) but once you're like past the opening which is mostly more more or less just a cutscene type thing uh is what the game like starts to unfold and gets very fast paced out the gate. But yeah, but one of the biggest elements where, where once again, I say this is like hollow Knight is like Ori inherently, you were kind of like a small creature within like kind of a, a giant forest and you were fighting like weird creatures that were kind of insect like, but in this one, you're still fighting insect like creatures. Uh, there are like beetles that have like their scripted attack patterns and like other weird, like jumping buggy type creatures. So you're fighting bugs similar to Hollow Knight. But in addition to that, there's NPCs that move around the map kind of like there is one that makes maps, which is something in Hollow Knight where you find this guy who makes these maps and you can buy these maps off him. Yeah, Um, there there's a person like that in the new Ori and there are people who sell you upgrades and you have like slots for your upgrades and you're like you weirdly can attach your skills so like climbing up walls is actually an an equip it takes up like an equipment slot 
uh, which you once again you get like the very beginning of the game, but you get other stuff that can be like upgrades for attack damage and de- like your resilience, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, but like I said, it is just more. There is more of a focus on combat, but I, I think that actually enhances the gameplay because combat in the first Ori game, like it was there and you did it a lot. But it was just real shallow. Yeah. This feels like it definitely expanded upon what the combat is and how often you're doing it. Um, There's even, uh, which I don't know if these exist in Hollow Knight because I I haven't played a whole hell of a lot of Hollow Knight. I've done at least probably three bosses in Hollow Knight. But um, (laughs) there's combat shrines where it'll just like summon a bunch of guys that you'll kill and then it'll give you like rewards for it. So once again, they, they did... In Ori 2, they're already doing stuff like, once again, this is all very early game stuff where it breaks up the pace of like all the platforming. Like the complex platforming is still there, but yeah. but it is just like they peppered in all these uh, like combat scenarios and just like the puzzles are still there. The the platforming still there, but then it's just like there, there's interesting, intricate combat scenarios as well, just peppered throughout. And the art of this is phenomenal. Like, it looks so much better than the first game, like unimaginably. Yeah. I mean, you're a lot of good things about it, the visuals. Like, like the forest just feels dense. Like it's like peering through just like a dense field of forest. Like, I don't know. It's like just very deep, deep visuals that it's how I want. Don- like I want Donkey Kong country to look like this See, and I wish frost was here. So I could, cause I love when she's here when I bring up Donkey Kong. Cause I know she seems to hate Donkey Kong, <laughs> but, but we here at LGA like Donkey Kong. Or pro Donkey Kong, <laughs> but it, this is the art that I want Donkey Kong to take, because it is it very much reminds me of Donkey Kong in like looks and feel. Yeah, um, I think they people who make Donkey Kong need to be taking some notes from this team, to be honest. Uh, but the uh, I do have some some problems with the game right out the gate. Has heavy performance issues, which I don't know if you're gonna run into, which is kind of why I was hoping you you'd check this out a little bit. I'm sure it does run better on the One X, but I've heard it's best on PC, uh, especially if you have a higher end PC that can handle it. Yeah. But and it's one of those cases where I, I kind of wanted to bring this up when you were talking about uh, uh, Oxenfree and uh, uh, After Party, because this game has a lot of performance issues like it chugs like crazy. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Not even fucking kidding. And I'm sugar. And I'm on an Xbox One S, so I would like. I'm not on just a base model, but I was like, it, it is, it, it in a way it, it impacts my gameplay because if you're, yeah, and I'm still early game. So I, I'm like this, there's probably not even like the craziest parts of this game with like insane particle effects going on. Uh, but in the early game, it's just like, man, if some of the parts where I'm doing like quick platforming, it'll just like slow down and like just abysmal frame rates. But I, I've heard it's best on PC, which is to be expected. Uh, yeah, I heard they did have a day one patch that improved performance, but which I did have, but it's it's still chunky, <laughs> chunky like Campbell's soup. Oh, for sure, it it chugs. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's it's that's my it's my biggest drawback to the game. I'm like, man, this would be one hell of an experience if it didn't run so slow. <laughs> like yeah it sucks so if this is maybe not like super on your radar maybe wait a few months to check it out until it's maybe patched and had some more performance patches but i don't know if you if you want to play it on pc and you got a good, good pc check it out it and if you like hollow knight definitely check it out like if you haven't been satiated since hollow knight check this out <laughs> uh and once again the art and music is top notch uh, some of the best um otherwise yeah, you think I'm done, but I'm not. Uh, 
I did watch all of Castlevania season three, and I think that's worth talking about. You, if you haven't watched it, have you? Did you watch season one? I like, have not. Did you not do season two? I have not even finished season one yet. You have. It's only four episodes. Well, maybe I did then. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's four. I, I forgot. I forgot they were short. It was a short season. Yeah, it's four episodes. Second season's eight, and then third season's ten. Uh, and the fourth season will be a hundred. It, it, Castlevania, the animated show on Netflix, has had a like season one was good, season two was real good, season three tops it. I don't know how. Yeah. But it did. It's impressive. The animation's like just mind blowingly good. Yeah. The characters are like hilarious. Um <laughs> well, Alucard so- has been relegated to basically be a divorced mother. <laughs> it is hilarious. He just wants to drink wine and So th- this might be worth mentioning too then. Have you seen uh the newest music video posted on the Game Grumps YouTube channel? No. So um and I may, I think, I think I sent it to you and I wrote oh, wait, like a yeah, big long did, rant about it. I did watch that. I okay. Did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the game Grumps posted a music video on their YouTube channel, which was actually a music video for a musician called Night Runner who did a track with Dan Avidan of Ninja Sex Party, AKA Dan from Game Grumps. Um, and they did this music video. And the music video is animated by a company known as Knights of the Light Table, which is helmed by an animator from the Castlevania uh, uh, Netflix series. Oh, wow. That makes sense. Those look, they have kind of a similar aesthetic. Yeah. So. so I don't know, like, because I know, like, I don't I don't know, like, what role he had in all the animation for Castlevania. I don't know if he was just, like, an animator or if he, like, had a higher role in it. An animator, a storyboard artist, an yeah. animation director. I mean, who but knows? he was the director of the video, the music video. And Knights of the Light Table is mostly, from what I can tell, like look, like through my research, I found a bunch of people that were part of uh, Knights of the Light Table, and a, a few of them would do like live streams of while they were working on the art for the music video. And looking through their channels, all of them were Game Grumps fans. And they have all done like Game Grumps animated stuff. So I think Knights of the Light Table is made up of the dude that animated or was an animator for the Castlevania series and a bunch of Game Grumps fans. Probably. Which I mean, makes sense. I mean, that checks out. I mean, if you're a fan of like Aaron Hansen before Game Grumps, Ego, when he was Ego Raptor and he was an animator himself, I know like they, yeah. they really like to promote animators on their channel because. Well, I mean, I've had a arc with the Grumps, so to speak. <laughs> I liked I like Ego Raptor. I like Aaron Hansen when he was an animator. I yeah. do not like him as a game grump. Yeah. That's basically that's the yeah. moral of my arc with him. When he had the awesome series on Newgrounds, I was a big fan. Yeah. And then when he spun into just doing let's plays, I like did not give a fuck. I, and I really and, liked Sequelitis too. And yeah. Then, well, and then that just died. That was real just quick. like a but two episode he, thing and done. He also is like, and I mean, like part part of his success can be attributed to it and how maybe his name is even attributed to this, but he is like such a megalomaniac, like oh, yeah. and very drunk on himself in a way that is like kind of puts me off. Uh, but in any case, I, I do respect that they're pumping these animators. And I think like this uh, music video as well as uh, what is it? Starlight Crusade or. Well, they're, the, the Starlight Crusade or, or, the, Star, or Starlight, Starlight Brigade. Yes. The, the music, the other music. Yeah, video. that was the other one. Um, the, it, both of twerp. these, both of these 
I was more like, man, could I just really, have a show that right? is this? Exactly. Like uh, there's so like there's such a good concept for animation. Yeah, I like that they're pumping up like these these artists, and I'm sure like Dan or uh, Dan and uh, Aaron, as a like I guess former animator, is likes to promote that, which is I think cool. Um, I wish he would do more animation himself still, but I mean that's just me. I really enjoyed his animation. Um, yeah, I enjoyed his animation and his like sense of humor that he brought yeah. to his animations, but. I mean, there's a reason he was a big name before he even he had such a fan following before he even did Game Grumps. Yeah. And that really helped with even getting Game Grumps off the ground, too. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. It, um, which now becomes a weird arc where I've run into people who never knew him. Yeah, as they, Raptor. They're yeah. like, I love Game Grumps and Aaron Hansen and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I like Ego Raptor. And they're like, who's Ego Raptor? And I'm like, oh, so I was like oh, OK, well, I see you. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, out of here. Like, uh, it's com- complicated. Yeah. Um. But uh, so they and uh, another thing about this music video is that the uh, concept and the idea of the music video is actually Dan's. Um, like I said, in the credits, it's the whole, the concept for the video came from Dan. That's how he wanted it to do. And then he just like sent it off. So that, and it, it's, it's like this weird thing where it's like game grumps themselves are promoting these animators, but then also Dan is out there like pumping up like the synthwave community because the synthwave community is like comprised of like 90% synthwave producers. Like they're all just fans of each other's music. Um, and there isn't a lot of like people that are just pure fans for the sake of like they like fan they like the music. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> that's you. You're you're the unicorn they're looking for. I'm the fan. Um, but something like this is really good for the synthwave community because it's like now he's like putting money into like he's he's doing like these collaborations with these artists to the point where it's just hit him being featured on the track and it they still retain like they're the artist. He's just singing on it he's and get then, a guest star and then they then he promotes it he's using like his game grumps money to like pay for oh. the animation of, and the game grumps channel to and the game yeah that's the, the other thing i was gonna get to too is like yeah he uses the game grumps money to like like create this like just super polished and anim- like music video that's animated and it's just, like so cool and you don't see that type of stuff anymore um and and then you get then they post it on the Game Grumps channel, which I mean, yeah, the Game Grumps are getting all the views. But I went and looked at Night Runner's like YouTube page and like his highest like video got like maybe 100,000 like views. And the one on the Game Grumps channel, it's in the millions. Like no surprise. <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and I, at the time that I first saw it, it was like it was at like 700,000 views um and the other guy like his his own channels so i mean it's really putting like synthwave artists in the spotlight for that so i think that's really cool that they're doing that but that's just like a whole aside about just you just reminded me of that since you um mentioned the animation on uh, castlevania anyway back to castlevania you gotta you gotta watch this it is mind-blowingly good um they i don't want to spoil much of season two for you because you haven't (laughs) seen it but there are uh Camilla becomes a big focus of the show and there's a sisterhood of vampires and there are two vampires that are a like a, a they're a lesbian couple but they they're working with Camilla um and they have very they're very well written very good character dynamics 
and then on top of that, there is they they they're writing a lot more character for some of the more background Castlevania characters. Uh, the Forge Masters, which are uh, Hector and Isaac, they're giving them like a very big story arc for both Hector and Isaac. They're kind of main characters now, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and this pays homage to a lot of uh smaller Castlevania stuff and like weird lore things that people probably don't give a fuck about. But I mean, like there's there's even references to uh, Leon Belmont, uh, who's kind of the originator of the Belmont clan. He's the founder of the Belmonts. Uh, and, and it's like, that's really in the weed stuff that nobody needs to know. And it's like, it's just kind of in there in a weird way. Um, but yeah, there, and they, they did in this season, they did, if, if it makes you uncomfortable, maybe you don't have to watch it, but they, the Castlevania show is like definitely like rated R for sure. Um, (laughs) like season one, somebody gets their eyeball whipped out. There's like a lot of very violent stuff because it is very, inspired by the old like 80s anime stuff like like when you think of stuff like ninja scroll and all that uh just hyper violent anime that it's kind of the origins uh but anyway castlevania in this season uh does get very uh especially in episode nine there is a lot of sex in it (laughs) so be, be warned that's there if that makes you uncomfortable and maybe don't watch it with your uh your parents. <laughs> but anyway, it's very cool. It's very much like an adult show uh, for people who are into adult cartoons, I guess, in a way. Cool. But I, God, I can't recommend it enough. It's so cool. The The last two episodes are just so freaking good. But I mean, this whole season as a whole is some of the best I've seen of especially animation stuff in a, quite a while. Uh, yeah, cra- crazy good, uh, which is kind of you know weird to say about video game type adaptation stuff and this show has been pretty well received from the start but season three like if you haven't checked in on it since the first season you need to just jam through season two which is still good and then get to season three i gotta watch it i mean the the word like when i watched season three i was like you know what i would want somebody to tell me about season three that would sell me on the whole three thing ice destructo disc that that happens. <laughs> <laughs> there is an ice destructor. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still like I, I I don't know if did I mention in the podcast I started watching Messiah. Um, no, you didn't. But uh, I refused to watch Messiah because they Netflix spoiled it before it even launched. Oh, did they? I never. I guess I never you, really. You watched. escaped that, but. <laughs> um, one of the podcasts I listened to also like shamelessly like plugged what the spoiler was. So oh, I was lame. Like, I was like, well, I wasn't planning to really watch the show, and I won't spoil it for you since you <laughs> seem to not know what the. Uh, I don't know how I'm so good at avoiding is. spoilers. Yeah, you like didn't step in this, but yeah, they. Uh, I'm like they spoiled this in the description of the show. Oh, it was really? just like like this thing, and then it was like, oh, that like ruined the entire season. <laughs> uh. I, yeah, it's it's good so far. I'm a couple, I'm a few episodes into it. I just, but it's there's a lot of like subtitle reading again. I keep getting into the shows where I gotta read subtitles, and then like I'm I'm tired and I don't want to read subtitles. And the next time I feel like watching it, so I'm like, I guess I'm not gonna watch it now. You're wasting time watching that. You should be watching the Castlevania. I know it's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean, thought it was the biggest in- thing. It's only like twenty twenty two minute episodes, like. I just thought it was interesting how this guy's just like teleporting all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, he wasn't 
he he he, he was in Israel in prison and now he's in Texas. What's going on? He's just standing in front of a tornado. <laughs> um, and then otherwise, I did watch uh, Paradise PD, um, the second season, which is not so great. Um, <laughs> you had such high praise about season one. Season one is like, I don't know if it was like an odd stroke of genius because I rewatched season one and I was like, man. So it's kind of like jumping like the shark good. in season two a bit. It, I think my biggest complaint about season two is it tries too hard and it tries to shove jokes everywhere. Oh, so every it's like Family Guy. Can. Yeah, a bit like Family Guy, but it, it just is like there's poorly timed jokes and it's trying too hard all the time that it makes even some of the jokes that are actually funny not have as much punch. Ah. Where in the I also think the uh season 2 focuses very heavily on its overarching plot that really is like dumb bullshit where Season one, like there is an overarching plot, but it's kind of in the background and the plots of the individual episodes are actually more humorous. Uh, There's one where uh, like at least this was one that I found particularly funny, but uh, Kevin, who is like the son, but he also works at the police station. uh, He he ends up having a sexual relationship with uh, his police car, uh, which has like it's an A.I. police car, but it's. That, that that whole plot is like super stupid in all the right ways. Yeah. Um, there's also gross flipper people that show up and become like a plot point. Nice. Because everybody was having sex with this dolphin. It's yeah. It it's an extremely crude show, but yeah, season one was like properly stupid, but season two, I don't know. It's like it it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it it wasn't particularly great either. Um, there also is a Bickleberry uh, crossover episode, which is like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it just felt sad to me. Like, I, I mean, they're very self-aware of it, but it is like, do you guys just want to be making more Bickleberry? And in a way, the show is like Brickleberry, like all the there, there's even characters that are 100 percent the same from Brickleberry. But that I don't know. That show just it sucked i don't i don't know what to say about it like, <laughs> yeah so in my opinion uh drop paradise pd and watch watch castlevania you'll you'll thank me later uh but you, you know you know how netflix added a top 10 thing like top 10 most viewed things in the u.s right you've seen that uh yeah they got like a, a that's so, how i found messiah <laughs> yeah actually um i was in the top 10 i was like oh, i guess i'll check have this you out. seen what's in there lately no nah. why why the fuck is Space Jam like number three? Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the? F-? And it's like, I'm not saying Space Jam is bad by any means, it's but just, it's like, why is this like the most watched thing like right now in the U.S.? Well, especially now because the rest of the NBA season is canceled. <laughs> That's why they're watching it. They're like, <laughs> but all the, I'm sure it was it was it was number three before in, that happened. In solidarity there so. for, for the NBA. Well, yeah. now it's going to be number one. Maybe. No, I just like I'm I'm curious when I see some of the. Like, there's some things like, yeah, this makes sense, yeah. like Altered Carbon's in there, and I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, like, Love is Blind, we started watching that. But which some is of the like other shit, though, is like... Crazy, dumb reality show, because now Netflix it, is doing all these reality shows. Re- well, reality shows even make sense up there, but there's, like, sometimes, like, Space Jam's a good example, but there was, like, another movie that's in there that I think is, like, number seven or number eight or whatever... Uh, but it was just like a weird romance movie. Can't remember the title, but it was like a movie that came out in 2010. And I'm like, why is this like, 
who's watching this? There must be some weird reason. I don't know. <laughs> like, why are there so many hundreds of people watching this thing? But when it like, because once again, like a new release or a new show or whatever it might be, like makes sense to be in the top 10. Um, But speaking of Altered Carbon, which I haven't finished season two, but you know, it's fucking weird. So on March 9th, they announced um, a new Altered Carbon thing, which is launching on March uh, 19th. Uh, and it's an animated Altered Carbon show. Really? Uh, and it is kind of a weird, like, it is the 3D anime stuff, but it, lo- it looks better than some of the other stuff they've done. Um, it's called uh, Altered Carbon Resleeved, though. And yeah, it's like, it, it looks strangely good, but they have one of the writers from uh, Ghost in the Shell working on it. Huh. Which I'm like, well, that's perfect because Altered Carbon basically is yeah, it is like, like Ghost yeah. in the Shell. It is um, a Ghost in a Shell type show. To me, the animated thing, like, not judging it before it's out, but it looks from the trailer better than season two of Altered Carbon. So that's just my opinion. Um, I think I mentioned the other week that my issues with Altered Carbon 2, why it's kind of like I've been a little slow on it, is they they focus a little too heavily on uh, relationship stuff. Like, oh, I, I miss my girlfriend, and I, I just don't care about that plot line. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, season one had some of that, but it wasn't the focus of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So when that's brought to the forefront, it's just like, I don't care about that. I just, just want to care. I want to see sci-fi, just cool want, sci-fi shit. Yeah, it's like, I just want Takeshi Kovach, like, doing cool shit and seeing cool sci-fi shit, and then Poe. I just want more Poe. Because like <laughs> having this weird Edgar Allan Poe guy is like this the weird best thing Edgar Allan Poe AI. Yeah, and he's like a great character, and they got a great actor for him. So I'm like, that stuff's cool. But I'm just like, I don't. I could give like two fucking shits about this dumb love story. Yeah, I mean that was kind of like that was even some of my issue with Pacific Rim. Like, yeah, but who Pacific cares about Rim this? Great, yeah, but, it's like, I just want to see giant. Fucking robots fighting giant kaiju. Which mo- that movie is mostly that. Yeah, but, but there is they do shoehorn like, hey, they what just if have we put to put a love story. And it's like get the, get that get that yeah. the fuck out of here. Get, <laughs> we don't need it out of here. Why does everything have to have a shoehorn relationship in it? Because it's relatable. You know what's relatable? Giant robots fighting giant monsters. That's relatable. <laughs> That's re- I'm just here to see kaiju's. <laughs> I want to see kaijus uh, getting beat up by robots. Uh, but yeah, they don't. It's, I don't know. I have no <laughs> fucking clue. I mean, clearly people like whatever this romance movie was that came out in 2010. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> and they like Love is Blind. So I don't. What do what do I fucking know? <laughs> I'm, I saw Pacific Rim for the love story. That That's <laughs> those are people I don't need in my life. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that's about all. I, I know that's a lot, but that's kind of what I've been doing, uh, to say to say the least on that. Hey, this is random back in the coronasphere for a second, but India just quarantined itself. Good luck. <laughs> they just banned all foreign visitors for a month. Oh, yeah, but the Altered Carbon show, it kind of looks like uh, uh, Borderlands. <laughs> I don't know if I like that animation. It's. It's weird. It it doesn't look terrible, but it I can't say it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
as long as it's not worse than that Berserk one, I guess. Oh. That's I, like, I thought that's the worst the, thing with the Berserk one was the sound effects. Yeah, that was pretty bad, being too. Like, Clang two frying pans together. But I mean, there was the whole part where like he's walking away and it's literally just his whole character model just moving up and down with no other. That was bad. I, that there is no. <laughs> There's I, I, the berserk anime that happened, which <laughs> I think is still happening. I, yeah. I think they're making more of that shit. They just need to stop. I, I can't. Stop. I you can't even begin with how shitty that thing <laughs> it ended up. But berserk. Berserk can Berserk only be a manga. Better. It can only be a manga. It, like the 80s anime or 90s anime is fine. It's serviceable. It's palatable. Uh, but I feel it like can it's only, only possible because of that, like in that that style. Yeah, it like and they ran out to, of money. If you try to do it in a modern style and try to make it look clean, it's not gonna you had to have like the it's shitty gritty. old animation. Yeah, you had to have the gritty old style 80s early 90s style animation for it to work yeah and uh, yeah it doesn't I, work now but i mean like at the end of the day because there's too much fucking just, 3d it doesn't work with the 3d stuff i think this is always a problem with translating anything in general is that berserk is such a master class of manga that it translates poorly to anime and like when you look at all the best anime uh like your cowboy bebops and your Gurren Lagann and your Evangelion, uh, all of those don't have mangas. They're not manga adaptations. Yeah. They're just straight up anime. You know what also translated really poorly to anime? Junji Ito. Well, yeah, because that's another Junji Ito stuff looks like Berserk. So that's another reason where it's like they have these striking still images yeah. that are haunting where that doesn't work when it's in motion. This is my whole Marcus. So made for me. This is made for me. Uh, anyway, we should get to the community engagements. Yeah, so we're going to take a break because we are incredibly, incredibly top heavy and long in the tooth. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back with the community engagement. Are you single? Are you divorced? Co-parenting? Married to a ghost pirate? Are you in an open relationship with a sword swallower and a jouster at the Ren Fair? Do you love dating because you never thought you'd be single again? Do you find yourself mindlessly swiping on dating apps only to stumble into people you already know or already slept with? Well, sit back and relax and grab a cup of coffee and share a laugh or two with us. This is Why I'm Single. Please look for Why I'm Single wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, don't be a douchebag. All right, and we are back, and we have some community engagement stuff. So first, first, let me check the email. Do we have emails? I bet we don't. What's the over-under? We got zero, zero emails? Never an we, email. Never emails. And we have zero emails. Hey, yep, zero emails. So if you want to email us, just email us at social at lga.gg and uh, ask us a gaming or non-gaming question. We'll answer it on the show. But in the meantime, we have what we posted on Twitter, which was, of course, it's my bookmarks here. So our 
kind of question of the week was with E3 canceled this year, do you think it comes back in full force in 2021 or is this the next phase of the fade out into obscurity as far as a physical event? Tell us your thoughts on E3. Yeah, this is the next phase, like the phase clan. <laughs> it's the cancel culture. Yeah, I so I personally think that the, I don't it's hard to tell. I think maybe I think there definitely will be another E3, but it's I think they're th- going to try to attempt another one next year. Th- th- and I think if this is the slow trickle. It's been E3's been bleeding to death for some time. Yes. And it's just like, I mean, so many people are pulling out and I and feel I, like I think this is going to be like, look at all the savings we actually had when yeah. we didn't go. And it was just as successful because yeah. by doing a video conference, like, but I mean, I know there is like a lot of, a lot of places that aren't us have also been talking about how a lot of the good E3 stuff has been a lot of meetings that happen between uh, devs, people like indie people who are maybe pitching their game to larger studios, larger publishers, or even just meeting people, or sometimes even just press meeting with other press. That's not happening. Of course, that doesn't impact us here at all because all we have is the surface level press conferences and like showings yeah. that they have. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot more to like journalists and like retailers and stuff than it is to us. Um, yeah, investors. Because I mean, that, that's yeah. how that's where E three came from. It was like them showing shit to investors. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I know. Um, Jeff Gersman on Giant Bomb was like lamenting over the fact that like there might not be another E three because like that's what he he likes the fact that it brings a lot of developers to one city so he can go and just do a bunch of interviews because like the show floor is meaningless to what they do. Um, versus like what they're turning E three into is like they're trying to create all those activations and FOMO for the general gamer audience. And that's not what is interesting to them. They like talking to the developers without having the show floor getting in the way. Um, so without that, that might be different. Um, but I, there was a question kind of, or there was for, an answer. For me, I just like to see new shit. I like yeah, to get excited like stuff. about stuff that's coming. Yeah. Which is like part of that is starting to turn into like, now you can see like the game of, video game awards for new stuff and i mean kind of the game awards this This year was yeah this last one wasn't that great but the one before that was awesome yeah i know it's currently it's like we have like a severe case of video game constipation going on (laughs) because like we know there's stuff out there we just like nobody's showing anything and also they have like a lot of stuff that's coming out really soon um but yeah so our first one here is from um discount podcast at discount podcast on twitter has been looking more bleak for e3 every year so so i think that's kind of basically what along with what we're saying is it's like the slow trickle out of what e3 once was yeah i mean it's just been bleeding to death it's a slow it's dying like so slowly yeah and and they just keep getting bad press every single year i mean stop yeah we they what they could have done to reinvent themselves should have been done years ago and just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Gaming Casual Podcast at Gaming Casual Pod says, I feel like we will see a return of a closed E3 where it's only the press there and they can do their interviews and demos with ease. Um, Maybe. I, don't, I doubt that. I, yeah, I don't. 
I don't see that because like there the, has the to be a reason to, to draw the developers in. Well, I mean, the whole move to like FOMO and like, I don't know. I see them moving. The direction they're going seems to be what yeah. kind of where I think they're going to stick where they want to be more esports driven and like influencer driven. Yeah. Well, and then before they cancel, there was that whole weird thing where like they brought I am 8-Bit in to be like the producers of the Yeah, events. they were the creative director. Yeah, creative directors. And then like eight, then they dropped out and yeah. When they dropped, it was like, this is probably not happening when you're when your creative director leaves it's never a good sign yeah uh but like and they were brought I, in after jeff Keeley left right like, is that what? well i mean they weren't like filling his shoes or anything jeff Keeley yeah. uh was a, his yeah it was, a, stream, it was a different thing yeah but it just they felt just like were brought in as the creative directors to like organize and set up and make everything like pretty uh which they're that they're good at that like yeah. I, I buy a lot of i am a bit products and they're very good products um but I think it sounded like they were brought in after someone else had left or something like I wouldn't doubt it, but they. I don't know, everybody seemed to just be dropping left and right, and then which that becomes like kind of a greater question about this is like it did, quote unquote, get postponed. Yeah. Or canceled due to coronavirus. But I think there's a better like a greater narrative. Like, was this already crashing and burning before the the coronavirus, yeah it seems like, like the coronavirus was like the is scapegoat to that or like the the straw the final straw really yeah, on I top mean, of everything else that's already been happening and now it's like now there's the coronavirus it's like well is it even worth it anymore <laughs> which is like and i i'm i'm with everything right now you have to be like if but uh this was supposed to be a console launch year um but that's like that may That's, not even that, that might not we might not even be seeing the consoles if, until 2021 at the rate we're going. Well, because a lot of uh, other places are like, well, they might be just very scarce. But I'm like, I don't think they're gonna put them on shelves if they're if yeah. they're gonna have such scarcity problems. That doesn't. They're yeah. not gonna do that because that's not gonna bode well for them on the whole. And if hypothetically a Sony or a Microsoft, I'm sure that is they want a strong launch, not yeah. just be like, yeah, we sold out of what we had, but what we had was like a console and some crackers. I don't. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just not going to bode well for anyone, game devs included, because yeah, well, yeah, no one's going to be buying the games, and they're putting all the work into these games that no one's going to be able to buy because they can't. I mean, with the exception of like Microsoft's thing, where they're smart delivery, but um, I mean, even still, it's yeah, it's just not a good game plan. So it's like consoles may not launch this year for all we fucking know. Yeah, um, it's hard to say. Uh, nerds sip. Uh, at Nerd Sip Podcast says, I feel an internet show instead of a full stage setting for E3 announcements would be or would translate much better for the, the YouTube audience, just like the Nintendo Directs do. Yeah, it's I sort of agree there, but I mean, no, like E3 also wasn't just that, too. So, I mean, it, it could. Who, I mean, who knows? Uh, what's your spaghetti policy at Spag Policy Pod? They say, you're going to see more of what Nintendo and Sony has already been doing with the state of play. Nintendo Direct It's cheaper and they get con- to control the media and press. And more kind of along the same lines of just being like an internet thing. Um, Vagrant Sam at Vagrant underscore Sam says, slow fade. It's too easy for companies to communicate their audience in 2020 and a trade show is becoming less relevant. 
I mean, and that's sort of true. I mean, I guess an industry thing anyway. It's it's a lot easier for them to like directly communicate with um like publications and whatnot versus what it used to be. Um bed knobs and broom flicks at broom flicks on Twitter says I prefer packs anyway, although I don't like the heart attack inducing process of waiting for badges to go on sale and procuring said badges. Yeah, I heard buying packs badges is pretty stressful. Well, and I mean, it sounds like in some capacity, E3's turning into a PAX. Yeah, it sounds like they're really trying to make it into a PAX. Uh, Grief Burrito at Grief Burrito says, I think I may phase out into a series of smaller shows like Nintendo Direct and PlayStation doing their own like planned. It would be cool if they started an Indie 3 instead of focusing on small studios. Well, or I mean, instead uh, focusing on small studios, not instead uh, of. Uh, oh, God, what is his name? Um, you just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think... I, I can see that. I think that that could be a pretty cool thing for indie devs, even though I, I know like a, a lot of indie devs show, do go to places like PAX. I mean... I believe some of those other conventions have like giant sections that are dedicated to just the indie developers um, where it's like cheaper for them to have a booth and just have like a small presence where people are still going to be there. I mean, PAX is pretty busy. I mean, the badges sell out all the time. Um, it's like it, I can see that happening. Greg Miller, he does a... Uh like at least for a while he's been doing like last two years, he's had like a weird indie showcase with like a shit ton of indie games. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like, I, I don't really like Greg Miller as a like character type. Like, I don't know. His, his high energy feels abrasive to me, <laughs> uh, in a way, but, uh, yeah, I mean, his like, the fact is he, he gets enough, like, creators together to create like a giant reel of like what I think last time he showed like 70 something games yeah. of like all indie games. Uh, and I, I, I have respect for that. Uh, and he runs that kind of like alongside E3 and I, I bet he's still going to do that this year, even though there is no E3 there. It sounds like a, a lot of places are going to run like a, a Nintendo director, the Sony's uh, whatever Sony's direct is. <laughs> I forget what their thing is. And, just inside Xbox and all that shit. Yeah. So sounds like we're probably still going to all have video showcases around that same time. Uh, but what, what that means on the whole, who knows? I, I mean, that becomes the thing. Like I, as much as it sounded like it was going to be a disaster, I was looking forward to see what the fuck this E3 was going to be like, what, yeah. what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. Um, I'm like desperately trying to reposition myself. So more comfortable. I Using my audio. I don't know if it's like the connector is bad on this cable or what, but um Nerds with Friends at Nerds with Friend says it'll come back. Too much money to be made with all the attendees. Attendees. <laughs> the, 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 all, all the attendees. All the chicken tendies. And I gotta get I gotta get Nerds with Friends on as a guest sometime. They express that they want to come on. Every time I they hate us. Every every time I every time I I mention something that we talked about, they're like, they're, they're like, I want to come onto your show, but 
They, they just want to tell me to eat a whole bag of dicks. Maybe that might be, that could happen. But uh, <laughs> they uh, they unfortunately also record their show on Thursday. Same time, same. Yeah. So same so it's a true crossover episode. So I almost wonder, like, if we could just do like one, like record with them. I don't know. I have to talk to them and see. Maybe they're maybe they're listening. Now tell me. Um. Actually, I did post this on Instagram, too. Let me check Instagram real quick. Did we get anything on Instagram? Oh, we got something from the GOGP show. GOGP underscore classic on Instagram. Uh, he says, I want to say it comes back full force, but I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost Is that a reference to like E3 or his show? <laughs> I gotta give him shit. Um... Yeah, so that that was the only comment we got. So that's it. That's the difference between Instagram and Twitter. Look at all the responses we got on Twitter versus Instagram. <laughs> God damn it, um, Joey at random three zero four zero four nine zero four says it's gonna phase. Sad but true. Nothing lasts forever. But we had a we had good times. Press on E three. You did your job well. I I would argue about the well part, especially in recent years. I mean, with all the data leaks and uh, all that, the security and all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the Dawn Father at X Dawn Father says E3 was dead before the cancellation. All companies should move to a Nintendo Direct approach, in my opinion. Uh, Controller disconnected podcast at Con disconnected says. Cheaper for all involved to make a virtual convention from now on, but it would affect the indie devs who are trying to make deals to publish their games. Exactly. That's, that's where the, yeah, where you said the investors come in. Yeah, I mean, or just like pitching people. your game. Even though, I mean, that that something like uh, GDC is a little bit more crucial to something like that, but yeah, I mean, some of that shit does happen at E3 for sure, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I just, you feel for the indie devs, but the you always feel for the indie devs. Yeah, yeah, because like if if an indie dev does make it to an E3, then they have like the E3 presence. They have the people there versus an indie dev just like shouting into YouTube and Twitter and all the other platforms of trying to get, get their getting name eyes out. on your shit is yeah. Like I impossible. mean, E3 is a good way to. I mean, though every. Everything we do is pay to play, and E three is a good way to pay to play and possibly win. So, well, and I don't know. The indie space is weird, where there is like the triple A indie. Yep, yeah, yeah, there like, is that. Yeah, like a um, I mean, like Ori, like a No Man's Sky. Ori two is like yo, technically oh, like a fucking like triple yeah. A indie, basically. Like even Ori one, it's like it's hard for me to really consider you an indie game. Yeah. You, like you are, I'm not saying you're not, but yeah, you have my Microsoft money behind you too. Exactly. So yeah, there's a lot of money there. Um, Nick at Nicholas zero four, two, six, one, four, six, eight says just go direct. I miss a Wada beaming it directly to me. Yeah. Uh, the Nathalorian uh, at the Nate JC says, Hey, lit Nathan from splash page 
or splash, splash page. page. Uh, they they <laughs> found a suit. They, they know they're I, talking I shit about them if, that they were paid through unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let Nathan from Splash Damage Bro here. Big fan. Excellent question. I've got E3 2021 at about a 70% chance right now, but it'll look wildly different. More esports, more fans, far less swag, yeah. more indies. Yep. The e- the esports angle is definitely going to be the angle. Yeah, they push. yeah, esports, the FOMO, the activations. Like, I, like as much as I'm like, I mean, they take. I like, they, I like Sonic Fox and all, but yeah, I they does just say they take Sonic Fox, they put him in a bubble <laughs> with Ninja, and they duke it out. Sonic Fox would just murder Ninja. No with questions. His, with his uh, with his furry head, or well, well, when with their he's, furry head. When he's Blood Wolf, he will like fuck you up. <laughs> But yeah, it is. Uh, esports is it's one of those like bitter pills that I had to swallow because I like I, when esports kind of started, I was like, eh, I don't really like what it's turning gaming into, but yeah. whatever. And then I just didn't expect it to like take over the way it did, and it's just like I I, I cared less yeah. about all in a weird way, shit, like but, it has, but also hasn't taken over because it almost feels like. Esports is like its own subsect of gaming that like is it's huge though. It's it's yeah. it's like real big. Yeah. And, and the weirder thing about esports like is there are people who are fans of esports that don't even play those games. Yeah. And that kind of gets like confusing to me. Well, like, I mean, that's the same thing as like it's the same a as sport. actual sports, yeah. I guess. But like I mean, no one's going to go get on the the field and play football, but they're going to watch the know. NFL. I mean, I still feel like you probably played f- football at one point in your life. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It it is I I have a fundamental like not like disassociation where i don't understand like i don't understand <laughs> actual sports so therefore i don't understand esports well see and i'm in the i'm yeah well i'm in the the boat where it's like i love games but like i'm not super into like esports like i just i i'm in i'm not really into any sports like i can watch some stuff but like I, i've I never like got cool like fighting game clips and all that but i yeah I, i'm not i can't just like i would watch like i mean um when I was in college, there'd always be people that would be in the computer lab and they just like get in front of the computer and they would just like watch endless streams of like people playing um um Starcraft two. I'm just like I don't I don't get that. I mean it's for some, not for everybody, but it like I said, it, it is esports is here to stay. It is very popular. But it is uh I, I do think like get the there are people. There are plenty of people like me and you that are uh, like not super into esports or that angle. But it, it I think that is more of a uh, younger demographic. Yeah, that's their thing. Versus our generation, because we grew up on like a more rigid uh, system of how games are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of took e- esports in a way took the arcade mentality. And like the the scoreboard mentality of games, yeah, and blew it up to the big stage, yeah. Which is, I don't know. I always think of how Ninja, in a way, on a long enough timeline, he becomes uh that shitty hot sauce man, um, <laughs> the the king of Kong guy. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. What, what the fuck is that? His, his name, name. Michael something. Michael piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. 
Um, Billy Mitchell. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, Ninja on a long enough timeline, he just becomes Billy Mitchell. <laughs> um, where, like, he's really good at this one thing, and, like, that thing, like, being ultra good at Pac-Man or Donkey Kong, like, eventually doesn't matter on a long enough timeline. Yeah. And that's, like, on a long enough timeline, Fortnite like, becomes irrelevant, but he, yeah. but Ninja's still out there being like, I was, like, the best at, for- at Fortnite. Yeah. And, like, you know, we're 20 years past when Fortnite was cool, and he's still talking about it. Yeah. I mean, look <laughs> and at you're like, like, dude, shut the fuck someone up. like fatality. I mean, the games that he like were, uh, were got like, like good at and Ninja makes Kool-Aid in the future. <laughs> he's just like pedaling. He's like, my Kool-Aid's the best. My, <laughs> my sugar drinks the shit. And you're like, yeah, it's a something. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we have one. Last comment here from the Geek Exploration Geek Exploration the Podcast at Geek Explore Pod. They say, I think it has run its course. Sony doesn't even show up anymore. It has turned into a huge overcrowded hype and marketing blitz. With the easy access uh publishers and developers have to consumers these days, E3 has become irrelevant. And I responded and and mentioned like the whole like what Jeff Gersman said, where he likes the fact that he gets a bunch of developers in the one area so that they can do a bunch of interviews. Um, then re- they replied saying GDC does the same thing much better. Mm-hmm. And if E three was gone, they would gladly fill the void. Yeah, and that's why. I was, and I was like, I maybe, um. Because I like, also like GDC is another one that got like quote unquote canceled. I mean, it was delayed. Everything gets canceled. Yeah, everything. Everything that you want to go to that involves more than like five people, it, it's canceled. Um, but I pondered that maybe the GDC will fill the shoes in a post E three world, in a post coronavirus world. In a post coronavirus post E three world, will GDC? Uh, fill the shoes of being like the place where develop like well like I mean I don't know there's still plenty of big yeah. game shows that uh happen throughout the year that like there's weird like Paris Games Week there's yeah. like Xbox is doing its own like convention thing that they're gonna probably want to blow true. up XO yeah like 2020 maybe uh, yeah if that happens for all we fucking know um, and I kind of wonder like the, like what in in the eyes of like maybe like an established like podcast like let's like I bring up Giant Bomb a lot because I mean that's the one that I've been listening to longer than most podcasts and E three is like a, a spectacle for them like they bring all their equipment down the L A they rent out like a whole space and they live stream every single day for their show and they get a bunch of guests on they make it like a whole event and they do it like for like five days or four or five days. And what becomes the new thing? Like the, if, if there's no E3 or there's no reason for them to go to E3 because it's like not a place for like a bunch of developers anymore. Like, do they do, do they turn GDC into that for them? Do they go to a PAX and it, yeah, just go to a bunch of different packs? Yeah. Like, I wonder there's like, do packs like, all the time. Cause, like, cause that's, that comes to be like, um, E3 for them turns into like a big, just like, we're going to do a whole bunch of shit and put it out there and I videos. Mean, they're kind of like, they they do meetings with a lot of yeah 
bit like i mean they meet up with phil spencer every year for yeah and that's the one thing i always look forward to for the e3 stuff is the fact that they have phil spencer on the podcast i love hearing from oh hearing directly from old phil on the on the giant bomb podcast um and then also like not just i mean not just uh giant bomb but like i i mentioned already before friends the at the geek freaks podcast they were going to go down and do a whole bunch yeah, of stuff they were going to interview ninja yeah, they're they're gonna go down and cover e3 and they had bought like a whole bunch of like new equipment and stuff that they're gonna use for for that and now it's like now they're feeling kind of oh it seems like they're feeling kind of burned because I mean, now they I have all it. this stuff that they're gonna go to e3 for and now e3 is canceled so they're like trying to like pivot and do do some other stuff they said that they want to still do like a big event and still do a whole bunch of stuff so um they're they're thinking maybe do some like kind of crossover uh stuff with other podcasts so maybe we'll show up on their podcast or vice versa but uh i don't know i'm not sure he said they'll they'll start kind of planning for that sometime next month so i'm a little sultry for other podcasts (laughs) yeah my my content's not for everybody (laughs) uh um yeah, I'm trying to trying to get more people on here. The nobody wants to listen to me talk about buttholes for eight hours. Everybody wants to listen to me talk about buttholes for eight hours. All right, we need we need the. I think that well, that's that was it for that. We need so. to end this cast. So we need to put a bullet. Yeah, we need right to put in, a bullet in this one. Right in the head of this podcast. Um, for right between tonight. the eyes. Um, so you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and email us at social at lga.gg and interact with us. That would be awesome. If you like this show, please share it with your friends and give us reviews. Um, give us five clean buttholes five, out of five dirty buttholes. Yeah, yeah, five out of five on Podchaser and Apple. If you can do both, that's awesome. If you do one, that's also awesome. If you share us with your friends, that's awesome. We're like number five on the top video game podcasts on Podchaser. Uh, we're underneath Shart Select. I don't want to be underneath a Shart. So, I mean. That's why we're the dirty butthole. They're the yeah. clean buttholes. Which is ironic because they're, I mean, they're sharding. They're sharding all over us. Like, we should be sharding on that. The sharty sh- <laughs> <the shardy> boys. <laughs> they, they know how to wipe. They Well, they don't. Wipe. No, they use the ass towels. I'm telling you, the butt towels. Well, they don't. They don't. Well, yeah, but they don't. That's just for drying, though. They don't wipe because they got the bidets. Oh, they use it like a sneeze rag. <laughs> they just hold <laughs> it up to their ass and like blow. They just blow but, some they blow sharts butt, out. They blow butt chunks into it. That's my the sharts. I'm making everybody sick by. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> it was. We're going to get, like, no listeners. What the fuck, dude? This Butt is, chunks? I don't want to hear this This is episode shit. 20 of of season two, and was, there's going to be no more listeners at, on episode 21 of this. All right. Uh, that's a cast. That's a... That's, that's, what, a, that's how I that's, end the cast every a, week. That's a crast. Um, wait, wait. I think I forgot something. Oh, join our Discord on our website, lga.gg and chat.lga.gg and hang out with us all right it is 5 a.m <laughs> we've been recording for 24 straight hours uh we both got <laughs> coronavirus just because of staying up too late okay, we, they, we, we didn't know that was a way you could get it but we depth that's we found that out all right see you all next time
lost my audio. There it's we go. It's better this way, with no audio on Justin's end. <laughs> Welcome to the All Marcus cast. The All Marcus cast. You know what I did? Everything. I busted open a nice game fuel. That's what I'm about to do. We, we didn't even know. Oh, intro, ah, though. Oh, God. That's the intro. <laughs> <laughs>